What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before we get started, please like, comment, and subscribe, and help us get to 200 subscribers. We hit 193, so seven more, almost there. Um, before we continue, though, um, we dropped like we hinted on Thursday's episode. We dropped three straight guest pods. Friday and NFL with Nick Shuck of NFL.com. Um, banger pod was after Thursday Night Football. Shout out to Nick for staying up late because uh, he was on the East Coast. And um, yeah, so check that one out. We just recapped the league. The trade deadline's approaching, so we'll be talking about that. But we talked a little bit over there. Um, Saturday, uh, NHL podcast from ESPN, Greg Wasinski. He's a senior ESPN writer and the, a podcast host of the drop with Arda O'Kell. We talked pretty much early reactions to the NHL season. You know, we bantered a bit Canada versus USA Olympic slash World Cup yeah. of hockey stuff because he's American. And um, we bantered with that. So make sure you guys check that out. And today, or well, at the time of this recording today, but Sunday, we dropped our uh, another guest pod, a good friend of ours, Pardeep Baines, uh, just sharing his journey. Uh, he's a fitness trainer, his early soccer career and why he stopped. Etc. We're not going to go too much into it, but and his love of basketball and his love of basketball. So we actually talked a lot of ball in that one at the end, which we could have carried on more and more if we didn't just stop ourselves. <laughs> but yeah, so all three banger episodes. Go check all three of them, all of three of their stuff out. It's already on the YouTube and audio platforms. So make sure you guys download it if you're audio and like like those videos and comment your opinions as well. While you're at it, subscribe and uh, exactly. And yeah, follow our Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter for more content there. And also, if you're audio, check that out as well. We're on all audio platforms. But if you're audio, make sure you come over to the YouTube and subscribe. Exactly. Do that too. <laughs> and vice versa. But before we get into the podcast, like the sports stuff, we're going to start off with some sad news. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad that we have to do this almost like every, on a weekly basis now, I think. Yeah. Um, Adam Johnson, former NHL player. Uh, played a couple of games with the Pittsburgh Penguins, but uh, passed away. And it, so rest in peace to Adam Johnson. Uh, how he passed away, it was he was playing over in England, um, Manchester. No, no, not Manchester. Sorry, uh, Nottingham Panthers. Uh, freak accident, skate to the neck. Right. So we've seen a lot of skate incidents, but you know, I'm sure it probably cut a certain part of it the vein like, or we something. You see some eyes. Skate to the eyes. Yeah. Like in the NHL as well. But skate to the neck, obviously, is very dangerous. Yeah. It's basically a knife to the neck. And, uh, yeah, it was just a freak accident and very unfortunate. And uh, He was 29 years old. Yeah, it's very young as well. Yeah, so rest in peace, Adam Johnson, and condolences to... Um, Sorry, before I finish off the condolences, condolences to his family and his uh, um, teammate friends. Um, He played his NHL with the Pittsburgh Penguins and spent some time in the AHL as well. And hey, one thing he could say for sure before the sudden passing and may God rest his soul, he scored an NHL goal. So ultimately, everyone's dream is not just to be in the NHL and to do something, and he's done something. So yeah, um, we didn't watch much of him, um, so we can't comment too much. But yeah, um, major news to wake up. Uh, sorry, very big sad news to wake up to in the morning. So rest in peace to Adam Johnson. Um, now a little hard of a transition. Let's move over. Let's go NFL. You want? Because we're, we're it is Sunday night here. It's Sunday. So. Uh, we will get into the World Series, don't worry. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. only two games done for that. But NFL, let's just get right into it. Thursday Night Football. 
off the bat. Obviously, some of the reaction was on the Nick Shook podcast. Yeah. With the, the Bills reaction. But quick R points. Uh, Bills, yes, they got the win. But like always, they don't do it. They make it tough on themselves. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, most inconsistent team in football, right? I, I'm i a full Joss Allen fan. And I want him to do good. I like, picked I him for MVP. For him, even right? though I'm not a big guy. But for yeah, at the end of the day, like, I just feel like... The turnovers. It's just simple as that, right? Just the turnovers. And then, obviously, injuries as well, where this team just can never get over the hump. Do you believe in curses? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, because like, it's funny, because when I told Nick that I picked the, um, the Bills to win it and Josh Allen to win MVP because of last year, he's like, that was your biggest mistake because he did that for the year before. Yeah. Uh, going into last year. And um, the one point that you brought up and he brought up was the run game. And now that I'm looking at the Colts with uh, Zach Moss, you can't tell me Zach Moss wasn't a capable back for them. 100%. So it's either, yeah. like I said, it's either they didn't design enough run plays properly to protect for their, him. Their O-line isn't great. Yeah, it, that or they just didn't design the, properly. That is the main number the one The fact point. that you traded him away for Naeem Hines. Yeah. So, um, and you had Devin Singletary Zach Moss is well. up there, like, killing it this season. Yeah. And he was on your team. The O-line is an issue. You can't run block properly. You can't open up lanes, right? James Cook, to be fair, isn't really rushing to the James Cook in college, right? Um, Naeem Hines wasn't used much last year. Obviously, he's injured this year. And then you have Latavius Murray. They're capable backs. It's yeah, just that they're not getting sure. utilized properly. And also with the run game, it helps close out games yeah. as well, right? So that's why kind of, you know, the Giants game, the Tampa Bay game, and uh, I don't know if there was... I think those were two ones where like they were close. Those games... The Giants and Tampa Bay shouldn't have had chances to tie the game or win the game. Yeah, they're a polarizing team for sure, right? Because like after the Miami game, everybody's like, "Oh, Josh Allen's probably MVP." Which NFL season on drugs this year? It is drugs, right? We're gonna it we're gonna get drugs. into it because our power rankings is gonna be probably different this time from even from both of us in terms of different teams being added and just how the landscape has changed in literally a week. And um, yeah, no. Ultimately, though, they're a polarizing team in that sense. Like, I still believe they're a Super Bowl cap- caliber team. There's one thing that just came across my mind recently. You know, remember the stretch where Josh Allen beat the Patriots and lost their Chiefs in the playoffs? Yeah, they they shot the Patriots out. I think and then nine touchdown passes to zero interceptions. Yeah, playoff run. yeah. That was the best Josh Allen I've seen. What the difference was? Not even. I'm not like I'm saying he was better that those two game stretches than he was in his MVP third year. Like, I would say he was better there. The, I feel like him playing so good that time and not getting it done kind of affected him. Like, we're like, okay, he has to go even more Superman mode, which is obviously... Also... Which is going to high risk, high reward. Difference. Turnovers. Difference. Yeah. Brian Dable, Ken Dorsey. As well, so, Which too, is what yeah. I brought up. But again, we're not going to go too much into this. We talked about the Bills on the next Shook pod. We're going to be but promoting all three pods heavily. Or, exactly. Or the NHL and the NFL one heavily. And flip side, Tampa Bay. Well, I think they're coming back down to earth, right? They uh, are back down to earth. Lost two, two in a row now. Falcons yeah. was a... They kind of needed that one. They didn't pull through. And obviously, Bills. You were, they were supposed to lose against the Bills. And they eventually did. But I don't think they're down and out yet. But it's going to... It's going to take some work now. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the biggest story first before we get to the Colts because we didn't preview like we always would, but we have our reactions to that. But the biggest story, Carolina got the first win. Bryce Young, number one overall pick, beat the number two overall pick. So 
while back were like, uh, who who will they lose to? And I said, they're playing Texans and Colts back to back. Yeah. I feel like they could beat one of those teams and I'm hoping it wasn't the Colts. So thank you, Texans, for taking that yeah. pressure away from us. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I mean, I expect, I mean, we both picked um, Carolina to win this, but uh, in our fantasy pick comes with their family. But yeah, um, CJ started didn't have like a good game to what how he has started. Like, I don't, I consider his stat line like a normal rookie stat line. Yeah. But not to what he has been doing. Uh, whereas uh, Bryce Young, obviously, O line's an issue, got six, six sacks. Uh, six times sacked and then but 235 yards showing two out of 31 uh, completion with the one TD and was the only TD the whole game because no one also rushed for you, one you know who's the MVP of that team or the offense is Adam Thielen yeah. them signing Adam Thielen obviously kind of you there's know, a reason makes why a little bit capable. I thought they would be decent because A and we brought again we're going to allude to Nick Shuck a lot because um, I brought it up to him like well, is it a surprise to you he's like yeah, surprise not winning a game, but like I kind of see it. But he's like, they would be better because the coaching staff is elite, right? They added um, the former QB, the, uh, Houston was rumored to... McCowan. Yeah. Josh McCowan. As a QB coach, Frank Reich obviously is showing that maybe he... The, uh, he's, he meant he, his time might be up his, as a head yeah. coach, yeah. And um, whoever else they had in the coaching staff, adding names like Adam Thielen... Uh, on the offensive side, on the defensive side, they have had some Brian Burns, right? They had a bunch of pieces. But it there. wasn't eventually. It wasn't enough. Um, also, he lured to the playoff. Bryce Young was like compared to CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud, he's like is more of a quarterback. You know, stay in the pocket, make the throws, make the right decision. Whereas Bryce Young is gonna do the playmaking himself, yeah. right? Where he's gonna create with his improvised. Also, because improvised, yeah. his old line is not great. Exactly. Either. That that's yeah. at the end of the day, old line is the biggest factor in you know, like a lot of things to get offenses going because at the end of the day, they got to protect your quarterback. They help with the run game. Yeah. We're not going to go through every game. The other two games... But... Outside of the Colts, are going to go over two more games based on what I'm looking for. Well, I feel it. like since we just talked about rookies... That's what I was going to go into. Yeah. 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 Will uh, Levis. Tennessee. Titans. Uh, Ryan Tannehill injured. So they played Will Levis and... Well, Malik Willis didn't throw a ball. He was there for two rushes only. Quarterback rushes. But Will Levis, um, who was supposed to be the... F- the package was Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis. Arguably, all four guys going in the top 10 was a yeah. an argument at one point. To the point, if Houston did not trade up, the Colts may have been ending up with Will Levis. Will Levis, yeah. Um, but he ended up falling out of the first round. Was his first pick or the second pick in the second round? I think it was second I pick, think it was yeah. Joey Porter Jr. went yeah, yeah. first. And uh, Tennessee, who drafted Malik Willis the year before, now drafted Will Levis. And... You know, question marks or college, obviously. But one thing's for sure, he has an arm. And that was his biggest strength. Whereas Anthony Richardson has an arm, but with a more athleticism. More athleticism, yeah. Um, debut, now, I don't know how much of this is Atlanta not game planning properly for him because they don't really know much of him in the NFL level. But insane debut, four touchdown passes. Um, zero interceptions. Zero interceptions, sacked twice, 19 for 29 for 238 yards. Hat trick for DeAndre Hopkins, who... Whose so, four receptions were three of them were touchdowns. When you're a rookie quarterback, it is always a good idea to throw to your number one guy. That's point one. Point two, Will Levis, like I said, like we said, he has a cannon of arm, right? Um, he's obviously in the little bit of the older side of the rookies. I think he's like around 24, 23. 22, 23. 
Yeah, I think he's like... 23 or 24, because I yeah. think Anthony Richardson was the youngest. He was yeah, 20 Richardson when he was, like was drafted. 20, yeah. But yeah, no, Will Levis, like he... 21 now, out. I think. Um, yeah. He's proven in his first game, like even the, I'm pretty sure the Titans are surprised himself, like this happened. And Atlanta defense was a capable defense, right? It's not like he did against, you yeah. know, uh, like a Chargers defense. Well, even worse than that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, um, they got the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. That's what they weren't doing in the in the obviously in the beginning. Then it helps when you have that guy and he had a game himself. And DeAndre Hopkins kind of you know maybe upped his trade value as well. True. Um, um, yeah, nothing much to say. Let's see how he does. The question is consistency in college, and let's see his consistency now. If, if I don't know what, what Tannehill's injury is, but is Will Levis the starter for the rest of the season? Well, let me see what his injury is first, but I think it should be. I uh, like that division is six and two. Uh, Jaguars. Everybody else is three and four. Uh, let me let me pull it up quickly. But um, yeah, like the question was his consistency, but I think he should be just given a shot. Roster Tannehill ankle injury, so we have no clue. We have no okay, so we don't know. But like in general, Will Levis should start every single game, no matter what happens. For the Tennessee Titans, if they want at least one more, and then we'll see what happens. Because uh, Malik Willis wasn't developed properly because he was just thrown into the fire last year. Yeah, as much as he didn't play well, they play. He, he was kind of thrown into a fire. So he guess was what? Thrown into it. I don't know if uh, Hanhol plays because they're on a short week. They're playing Pittsburgh. That's so they're playing test. a better defense too. No, that's a good test. So they're playing him. a better defense. No, they're not. He's not going downgrade on yeah. the defense. And then either. one of the issues in college was consistency. Yeah, can he bounce back? Um, not bounce back. Can he continue this? Yeah, we'll find out on Thursday. Okay. Um, sorry. Colts. <laughs> no, a COVID vaccine thing popped up. On my I thing. got that too. Notification. Um, like a couple. Colts. Days ago. We'll, we'll end off on the Colts before we go to Monday night. All right. Football. But no. Um, let's just talk about our collective disappointing performance of the week. We do that right now. No, yeah. Same. Okay. Is there a collective? So we don't have to bring it up on um, Thursday or yeah Thursdays. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, hundred um, percent. After having a 100%. dominant performance, <laughs> but on the Chargers, and has Joven like to say it, and he took offense to when I accidentally said your disappointment was the Denver Broncos and Nick Shuck. Um, Bro, yeah. Don't that if you don't lose to that, and I think it was, we, I think we released this clip, or not, I'm not sure if this is the clip we released on on Instagram. Uh, yeah, if whatever team loses to the Denver Broncos is the disappointment of the week. And uh, hey, Broncos are three and five now. <laughs> but uh yeah Chiefs 24-9 got an ass whooping uh zero points in the second half I hate to say it I'm I'm gonna just jokingly say it because I know I'm gonna people gonna hate me she was not there <laughs> I'm kidding obviously but yeah yeah um yeah, the Broncos fans trolled them by playing Taylor Swift songs after I mean you you they were, they were gonna get that yeah <laughs> it, w- it would have been more stupid if they did it yeah right um simple we're like, oh, yo, the Chiefs are back. No, no, no. This anymore. is what I mean with the NFL season on drugs. That's that's exactly what. Now, it is. can this just be a simple thing? Like when the Colts beat the Chiefs last year, but that was early on. Yeah, but like they still played well. Yeah, the Chiefs. It's not like the Colts had this? the Colts had incredible amounts, incredible amount of luck to beat the Chiefs, right? Obviously, I remember there was a Chris Jones, un uh, freaking unnecessary roughness penalty or something like that, or unsportsmanlike conduct. Where like they gave like Colts fifteen yards just to get yeah the the game winning touchdown Jelani Woods yeah or Alec Pierce not even know Jelani Woods so that's yeah. where Jelani Woods emerged but yeah no the Chiefs like they're definitely lacking a 
wide receiver. Simple as that. They gotta be targeting one for hey, sure. He's with, he's sitting in Tennessee right now. Exactly. I've said that before from the beginning. There's, there's there could be one sitting in Denver, one of the two with Sutton yeah, and Judy. They're not gonna trade in division. Who knows? Um, I, I mean, yeah, true. Sometimes Hawkinson, but sometimes you're like so bad that like you know you just wanna. Could probably your best price could be in division. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, collective. Don't think much to say. We don't, I didn't watch much of the game because it was a your soccer game. But well, our uh, soccer game was on drugs too. <laughs> true. Um. Well, not our my soccer game. Yeah, yeah. Because ours was different. Yeah, yeah. Ours. But yeah. Disappointing. Um, uh, last thing I want to get off my chest before the Colts, and we'll, I'll probably talk about it more on Thursday. But I'm pissed because of the picks. Cleveland and the Giants had it in the bag. Could have gone two points there. Somehow PJ Walker throws a interception on third and three with like two minutes love to go. Love to see that. For because you. I picked the Seahawks. And then the Giants, I know you love to see this too. Love to see that too. <laughs> Graham Gano misses a field goal late. Somehow get offside. Stop the clock as well with uh, when Zach Wilson is going down the field. Gets, gets the two, three plays. Gets the field goal. Game time field goal. And then overtime. Dumb P- PI penalties. And yeah. So screw you guys. That's it. Yeah, Jets are a winning record right now. <coughs> Hurry up, sneeze. Yeah. Bless you. Um, um, Jets are a winning thanks. record, four and three. Um, yeah, it's like Zach Wilson said himself after game. Offensively, you got to be better. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's like what Nick said perfectly when you asked him. About defense Zach will Wilson. help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defense, defense will help. Obviously, good defense. But one thing, they need to get Brees Hall, the ball more. That is one thing because uh, this guy got a rushing rushing touchdown. But I don't know how many carries did he have. He didn't get a rushing touchdown. He didn't? Or a passing Receiving. touchdown? Receiving touchdown. What's his... So you got 12 rushes and then 6 that, receptions. That's not enough. 12 rushes and 9 When he has someone that good in the backfield, you have to get him... And uh, obviously, you're relying on your defense. You got to give him at least... It was 12 rushes 20, for 17 yards. 20 to 25 rushes per game. Yeah, 12 rushes for 17 yards. It was Zach Wilson who led them in rushing. But... um, That can't happen. Yeah. Okay, let's move on, though. We'll talk about this. One more thing before the Colts. Okay. And Saints. The Bengals might be back. Yeah. Right. Um, obviously, they look healthier. Their last three games, they won. They obviously beat the Cardinals, where Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were cooking. Se- Seahawks was like a... I think it was a... They found a way to win at the end of the day, but like it was kind of like a mad game. And uh, again, they bounced back today. Jamar Chase got a touchdown. Joe Burrow looked like Joe Burrow. And uh, they beat a good defense in the San Francisco 49ers. Who... Might be a little bit concerning right now. Brock Purdy, um, is he ba- is he what I said he was <laughs> when we were debating in the beginning of the year? I don't know how much of the head injuries there. Maybe he should have not played. Um, I know he cleared it. He cleared so it. So I don't know. Again, I don't know the effects of someone. But yeah, like his body. I don't know how to like judge it. Obviously, when you look at it from one side, he's just missing Debo. That's yeah, it. when you look at it from one side, okay, yeah, system quarterback, injured weapon. You know, you kind of kind of see the fall off. But when you look at the other side, this is his first real adversity that he's facing as well. Yeah, because like I was watch- I turned it on uh, at your game on, on the zone on my phone. And um, the way that pick, I don't know if it was like a strip pick where you just. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that one. It yeah. was that. Like it was, they were in the red zone. And then next. He faked the play and instead of, I don't know what he did. Yeah. Uh, something happened and then it would turn out to be a Bengals ball and I'm like alright that's it that's over Um, I'm not gonna say Brock Purdy is the best quarterback to play in that Shanahan 49ers offense 
I mean, I would love to see Sam Darnold now. <laughs> but no, it's, it's still like Brock Purdy has earned enough respect. Oh no, I, I agree with that because yeah. this is now he's literally on a three-game regular. Yeah, regular yeah, and this is the first time facing adversity. But, but I think they're putting too much on Brock Purdy right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, but they gotta get like you know they gotta get him back. Um, try to get the ball out of the ball out of his hands a little bit. Okay? Try to get the quarterback friendliness back because I think ever since Dallas game, uh, Brock Purdy's been like you know I think utilized more. Whereas, whereas like McCaffrey guys might be utilized. You you. Utilize yes less. Oh my god. <laughs> the thing now is Seattle's half a game up, five and two to five and three now, right? So uh, we'll talk about. I'm gonna talk about Seattle on Thursday mainly, just because like their offense is not good. Geno is not looking like last year's Geno, and defensively though is carrying them heavily, carrying them. But let's go on to the Colts because we forgot to preview that game against the Saints, and then that was one of my disappointing teams that brought up to Nick, and he again he. Check out the podcast. I'm gonna keep promoting it. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, he labeled it beautifully. Saints fans. That's the perfect one to listen to before this game happened. Essentially, he was just saying like, you know, Derek Carr might have been cooked. Um, might not be that guy. He's always check down, check down, check down. Not hitting the deep ball properly. Um, o line ain't the greatest. Blah. And their defense is carrying right. Yeah. This game. Yeah, this is uh, we're gonna allude some Man United related things to with Shane Steichen this game specifically. I know it's his first year head coach, and he's like Nick said, he's a huge fan. I'm fine with the game planning. My biggest concern with Shane Steichen, we lost the game, obviously, you could tell by a reaction. Um, Shane Steichen is not having the adjustments slash clock management is a little different story, but like the adjustments, it's just the in-game adjustments. Yeah, it's, um, um, on paper, Saints should win this game. Yeah, for right, sure, for like, sure. Especially we've said it many times well, that yeah. the Saints should be like a team. No, I'm saying that I'm, I'm not saying they're the third best team in the conference, but yeah. their record on paper should be a third, be- at least a second or third best team in the conference based on how easy their schedule not, not and division is too. Not second, we'll say like no. I mean, like court. on paper though, like at the end of the day, it's the Tennessee Titans from two, three years ago when they they won the conference. Yeah, yeah no, but that's like, that version. Like I'm saying the Eagles, the f- no, Niners, yeah, no. and the de- you didn't the get Cowboys. what I'm saying. I'm saying the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Niners. Niners are better than them. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, did you think the Tennessee Titans from a couple of years ago was the best team record-wise? They yeah. were the best team record-wise. I'm saying record-wise, that's what I expect the Saints to be. Still be decent enough to uh, do I it. still expect to be like fourth, third or fourth, just because... Oh, I don't, because their division is yeah. so easy. <laughs> that's all. And they had an easy... Con- like, for example, Third this or fourth game. still. Uh, no. The Eagles and Niners are too good to do that, obviously. I said they should be up there arguing for, like for a second, third spot. Yeah, for sure. I, I didn't see that. But, but they are overall third fourth uh, team. That getting way. back to the game, when you're playing the Colts secondary, you better be throwing the ball long. <laughs> you better not be checking down, checking down, checking yeah. down to Kamara all game. And uh, they did it. They, they didn't. Worked. They didn't. Like Derek Carr had his best, I would say, game. Obviously, Granite helps when uh, Jason Hill just gets the ball and runs. <laughs> no, not that. that too. I'm saying Granite when it helps when Tony Brown is getting absolutely cooked by every single Saints receiver that he guarded. And I think he allowed 137 yards and a passing touchdown, like uh, Tony Brown himself. Yeah. Juju Brent was injured, and uh, yeah, just we'll we'll call we'll talk a little bit more Saints right now. The, this is what I expected. I projected all year. I projected the offensive to get carried over by the fourth quarter against Jags, and that's exactly what happened. Obviously, um, they answered back after the Colts touchdowns, Colts two touchdowns, right? Seven seven zero seven seven. 14-14, you know how it goes. And uh, they just didn't look back from there. Whereas it took their defense time, a little bit, until, up until halftime, 
to uh, pick it up. And then second half, their defense took over a little bit where the Colts offense couldn't do much. And their Saints offense were just cooking the Colts defense all game. Yeah, simple as that. The Saints defense figured it out. That's all it was. Like the first couple of drives were like, okay. I would say it took them a half. It yeah, it took them a half to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Colts. Um, Jonathan Taylor should not be getting one carry in the second half. If your excuse was Zach Moss got the big run, well, Taylor last week JT had the big run and he didn't let him. It's not even that. In game, Taylor had 90 yards. Yeah. After like the first two drives. And then the Tony Brown. Like he's, he said he he was fine with Tony Brown at the beginning of the game and how he did a practice. The question is in game. That's how he we, was had a, fine. we had a chance to go down and tie the game potentially on a two-point conversion as well. Touchdown with a two-point conversion. But he got cooked. Press coverage as well. Right, so... Like, why are you in Gus, like, I don't know. Obviously, Gus makes the decisions on the defensive side. And, like I said, Gus, I understand how good the Colts' defense has been last year and I praised him this year. But that's what we mean on the pass rush side of things. But at the end To the day, point where I think you need to blitz a little bit more because I, I was not... I'm not a huge... I'm not sold on Gus. Exactly. Fully because, sold on Gus. Yes, honestly, I test. Colts' defense have done no, some incredible Grover plays. Grover shorts out too. But, but yeah. look at the numbers. They aren't the greatest. They aren't the greatest. Like, you genuinely need to watch this defense play to see, like, okay, yo, they're having a good game. Because they're not producing any interceptions or pass deflections or all that stuff. All the numbers is based on sacks, which is Colts are up there in. If Iberflus gets fired, come back home. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They got the best out of Shaq. Um, Obviously, this is helping. Obviously, DeForest Buckner's on a Yeah, right He's trying to prove that he is the second best. Um, DT D-tackle. in the league obviously after Aaron Donald but like Shaq well, Zaire Franklin helps too Chris Jones is there too I know but I'm just yeah, like, yeah. trying to prove that he is going to be the second guy again but yeah no like for me it's like like I said we're going to go when we talk about Man United later on um, a lot of Eric Ten Hag ask where we believe in both of them heavily rosters are flawed heavily injuries heavily both everything's the same but you, they still need to take the blame on I guess Gus more because he's a defensive coordinator, but he oversees the stuff and he should be like, no, we gotta take out Tony Brown. But one difference is Colts put up another twenty point game. Colts put up another twenty point game on the top and defenses, by the way. Yeah, top defenses, by the way, and we're zero and two out of those top two defenses. Exactly, and uh, Colts are more competitive in games. Yeah, so so it's not fun to watch. Actually, no, I take that back slightly because it's Gardner Minshew, <laughs> but it's I, I guess mean, okay. Gardner Minshew. Watching Gardner Minshew is a more of a roller coaster fun. Whereas uh, Anthony Richardson was fun just because we know what we had yeah, no expectations. But at the end of the day, like, this is a dub for us. Oh, right? yeah. Like, we're not getting shit kicked like we did last year with Matt Ryan. Yeah. With Gardner Minshew, without Gardner Minshew, right? We're we're in every game. We're competitive. We're competing, right? Steichen has his locker room, you know, won over already. So, uh, with all that, like, you know, it, um, it's just development at this rate. You know, Downs is having a good year, a rookie year. Um, Pittman's on a contract year himself. Um, defense, some players are making play, uh, plays. Zaire Franklin, DeForest Buckner, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss. Like, players are producing. It's just that, like, you know, one mistake here, one Gardner Mitchell strip sack here, one Tony Brown getting cooked by Rashid Shahid play there, and we lose the game. Run it's not the like it's not like we're losing games because we're getting outclassed. We're losing games because we're making stupid mistakes I understand. at the most stupidest times. I understand we're losing, but you got to run the ball more with JT as well. You gave him a contract for a reason, all right? And he showed flashes of what he could do from 2021. Were the eighth worst odds, though? 
Uh, we're technically two games off the worst, but I don't expect Arizona to do much. Carolina's at one and six now. New England, I expected them to be better, but three and five. We have I guess tiebreaker on Denver, and uh, there's that. But no, speaking of the draft, Chris Ballard. Right, last year he was incompetent with the O line situation. Now he addressed that proper in a way. Ryman obviously helps when he develops. Cornerbacks though, um, you can't be relying on even when Juju's back. You can't be relying on two rookies. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, like as good as Juju's Juju's doing, and he's doing Jalen, good in the tackle. Jalen Jones doing good too. He's doing good in terms of tackling and breaking he's, up plays, but he ain't getting other than the, other than the Jacksonville game, which is not even that terrible. But again, my point fine. is, he my point caught. is, he's a rookie and yeah. now he's injured. I know. There's no way. There's okay. So we're gonna get to the trade deadline soon. That they need to go after cornerback, a veteran cornerback. I don't know who's available. Whether you could sign someone or you they're can not, trade for someone cheap. They're not. But if Pax or Ten is available, I'm willing to give up like two firsts. I don't care. I'm willing to get anything for Pax or Ten for sure. But yeah, they but can. yeah, when it ultimately comes down to it, you have cornerback and wide receiver, we both agree cornerback is more needy. Yeah. But I don't know if you agree with this. We need to draft a wide receiver and sign a cornerback because we can't have another young cornerback. We need a guy. The only way I'll take a young cornerback is if, if it's in the first round. Like, we see Devin Witherspoon, how good he's doing. We saw Christian Gonzalez, um, Sauce Garner, right? I don't know how Stingley's doing, but if Kool and McHenstry's that elite, then I'm drafting him. Yeah. But I'm not betting on, like, a second, third round thing. Now, I guess, like Nick Shook says, when he goes to the draft, you have to see the whole thing, which is Chris Ballard's elite thing. Here go. Um, Zaire Franklin in the seventh. No, not even just uh, the corner. Jalen Jones. Jalen Jones in the um, seventh. <laughs> and Rodney Thomas, right? So he, that's his eliteness. But I agree with you. I would rather sign a... Honestly, for both positions, I'd rather sign a vet at this point. I don't if mind... Mar- like Mar- I don't mind signing a... No, I would, I would rather draft wide receiver. Reason being, Pittman's a vet. We don't need a no, vet. No, yeah, but I'd rather have someone, like an elite guy that makes yeah, Pittman like, like a number two. Yeah, uh, that's but what the thing I want. is that... Like, like, if, if Devontae Adams is available for trade next year, go get him. That's my opinion. I know they're not going to do it. It's the Colts. Yeah, but um, when you're looking same at it thing this way, with like same thing with cornerback. I would rather get go get a vet. Yeah, for both positions, I want to go get a vet and get a yeah draft a wide receiver. I, unless I, you're unless you're named Marvin. See, unless I you're named Marvin Harrison Jr. I see you. I see it less for wide receiver. I see. I see it me more clearly for cornerback. I just want an elite. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is there, I want that type of guy. Then because we have no separation. Exactly, I don't care what everybody yeah. says. Pittman ain't that guy. We have where like he could be pace. the number one on his own. Pace. So either get a pace guy or an elite route runner. Now, I don't know how With much pace. Jerry Judy will be that guy for elite route running and getting open, but like a guy like Devontae Adams, I'll take. Yeah, elite now, I'm not saying we'll get Devontae Adams. I'm saying I want that type of guy that, that could separate from the draft. But if I were to, pick one, if well. I were to pick one, I would draft wide receiver and sign a corner. Yeah. That's what I'm for saying. For me, I don't even care. Yes, draft both for depth for later rounds, but I would... No, I'd like for cornerback one and wide receiver one. Like we have one, one first round pick. I would rather draft a wide receiver than a cornerback, and I would rather sign a cornerback. I'll just take. Whoever. I don't know who's available. Like I, I'm taking best player available. If it's first round, I'm taking best player available at any position except quarterback and running back. But um, in terms of the actual positions of need that get drafted early, best I mean, we're, player we're available. Just, it could be an edge rusher for but, all I care about. Yeah, no, but we're focusing on the two top needs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Cornerbacks one, wide receivers uh, we're, two. We're focusing on needs. I'm not focusing yeah. on edge rusher and all that stuff. I'm just focusing on the needs. On the two needs. I'm at the point where... What would you do? You have to pick one. Pick one. Sign wide receiver or draft wide receiver? This year, what would your first round pick? What would you do? Whoever is the best player available from the corner or the wide receiver. I'm taking it. Pick one. What would you rather do right now? 
Like that's what I'm trying to get. So get the answer. You're doing the political answer like Pradeep. <laughs> well, I have to because no. I, I, I'm genuinely no. Saying, say the real answer. Cause pick one. If Kool-Aid McKinstry is available over Keon Coleman, I'm drafting Kool-Aid McKinstry. If Marvin Harrison Jr. is somehow well, dropping, I'm again, man. I'm not. I'm. Told, I told you my answer. I want both vets for both positions. Okay, let's move on. You're, you're not, I'm not getting this answer out of you. But I'm yeah. not. I my answer is I want vets for both positions. Bob, I was telling you just pick one and uh, whatever. Best player available. I don't care about no, the position. I, I I don't like the answer, but um, because like I I I give you my decision. Fine, you know, wide receiver. It? I agree with you. Happy. Okay, yeah. Like Fine. that's all. <laughs> I, I, it's the tough one for me. I yeah. don't care though. Like if Kool-Aid McKinstry is better, but prospect, you, you if Kool-Aid McKinstry is a better to... prospect than Marvin, sorry, not Marvin, uh, Keon Coleman from FSU, then I'm taking Kool-Aid McKinstry. Though. Yeah, I get that point, but I'm just, I just wanted you to answer the question. I didn't want any of this. I, I, I wanted you to answer the question, but my answer you weren't was, answering. I, that's what I'm. I don't saying. know how to answer it though. That was the thing. I said, would you rather? What do you mean? How do you? I, would I rather draw? It depends on the prospect. Okay, let's move on. I'm not doing no Jake Vertanen or Oli Ulevi let's, bullshit let's, let's, let's from the Canucks. For need, let's I know move. we need our defense. Let's, let's move then. on. Let's move on. Uh, Monday night, uh, Monday night football. Um, boring. Boring. Uh, Lions, Lions, if you lose, you suck. Exactly. Lions, if you lose, you suck because I don't think that's how bad it is. Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. yeah, Josh McDonald's gone at the end of the year, probably. Should and be, yeah. Exactly. Lions by <laughs> 10. I don't know. Yeah, my pick's the Lions. Easy. I'll go by 10 now. And you need a bounce back win after the Ravens butt whooping you got with the Ravens. And hey, you need this win because the uh, Vikings are on your heels. Now, oh, Vikings, uh, get well soon. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Poor Achilles, I believe. And uh, yeah, Vikings quarter. So now. They're back to 4-4, four and four, but like obviously massive now loss we don't now. Know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who's available for them, who's their backup, but... First for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm not going to go too much into it. It's just a bounce-back game for the Lions. And prove your way if you want me to consider you in our top five power rankings because it's tough right now. All right, last topic for NFL, trade deadline. Um. Okay, so preseason, we've said names like Cooper Cup, which I don't think is going to happen. Not happening. Uh, Devontae Adams, I still believe can happen. I know the Raiders said no. It's not happening. But <laughs> like, I, I don't think a big, big name will get traded. But I'm looking at the Saints. Sorry, not the Saints. I'm looking at... I'm looking at the Broncos players, and I'm looking at the Panthers players, and I'm looking at the Titans players, especially if you're going to ride with Will Levis. Um, I'm looking, available. Hey, I'm looking at one now. One player that's a big player that could get traded. DeAndre Hopkins. Daniel Hunter. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he's on the block for sure. Because the Vikings lost their quarterback and their wide receiver. Yeah. So, they're 4-4. Four and four. But they already announced that they're trying to trade him out of the way. Yeah, but they're 4-4, four and four, but they're not... They're going to fall off. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay. Daniel Hunter aside, because I think reports are he will probably get traded. Yeah, Again, no, but like I'm happened. just saying the situation now obviously makes it more like yeah, he's no, the number one sure. guy to get because traded. Because here's the thing. Reports are also, before we get into the Broncos and the, what the Colts should do and who they could trade away, um, Chase Young... Montez Sweat, I think is in Washington. Yeah, yeah they're at. They're saying one of them is most likely to get moved. One of them, one of them will probably get the extension. Um, okay, yeah. So I'm looking at that. Hey, and I'm down to trade for Chase Young. In general, I've seen Colts pages say like, yeah. "Hey, if Chase Young for a second and a third, we'll do it." Exactly. So I mean, for depth purposes, it's football. All right, it is football. Look at a cornerback, and exactly. for cornerback, I don't know who the best guy available will be for to trade. Um, man, I miss Stefan Gilmore. But um, yeah, so there's that. I don't think there's anyone to really waste your time on other than. Let me. I'm gonna pull up the trade big other board. Than, other case. than Pastor Tan, I don't think. I don't think we should go. Pastor Tan's not getting traded to either. I don't. At, at the end of the day, like we're not a competitive team, so we're not. We're not gonna be really buying as well, right? Our situation is. I don't think we're gonna be selling. 
we're just gonna stay neutral like we're not even a seller because we have nothing to sell because we don't have yeah i mean i don't Unless someone requests a trade in the middle, like how Naeem Hines did, that we don't know. For the but that's something minor, right, as well. Like, well, no, because I was, I was thinking of a guy like, because uh, Kenny Moore is getting called, but because uh, I think Philly called or someone called. Uh, they're saying reports that Philly, Howie Philly, Philly ain't done. <laughs> they're trying to go for a linebacker. Um, I'm asking uh, something in general. Uh, Howie is going to freaking finesse something. On the flip side, the only name that comes to my mind that I could see getting traded, but I don't will, is, uh, don't think he might, is uh, DeForest Buckner, depending on the offer. That's it. Um, I don't see it. I, I just don't think so. Right? Especially so guys all the playing, latest rumblings. Especially a guy playing top level like Buckner is right now. I don't think he gets traded. Um, Did he pull it two, up yet? Two days no. ago from NBC Sports, 10 names to watch ahead of the NFL trade deadline. Derrick Henry. Um, well, Kirk sense, Cousins is yeah. off, the, off the list. Even. Yeah, he's off the um, list. Derrick Henry. But again, I saw a tweet. That they're trying to keep him. They're trying to keep him. DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins is on this list. Yeah. I could see him on the move. And I'm Kansas City. I'm making a call. 100% right? making a call. I'm yeah. whoever, anyone, call, right? Anyone, I'll, if I'm Detroit, I'm making a call. Because I won't Kansas. be surprised if he gets bought out in the offseason either. Yeah, who knows? But I, I'm, if, if I'm Detroit, I'm making a call. If I'm Kansas City, I'm making a call. And uh, yeah, those are two probably big ones for me. Saquon Barkley, I don't think so. Yeah, that's too much too much drama there. <laughs> uh, any other names? Um, Jerry Judy. Yeah, Jerry Judy's been on there. Obviously, heavily late. But Diana Rossini also tweeted, uh, the Broncos are not having a fire sale at the trade line, but they will listen to offers, listen to including okay, yeah, yeah. Patrick Sartan. So, yeah. Um, Daniel Hunter, you mentioned. This is what a deadline. Brian Burns. This is what a deadline dries out because not many teams usually have a fire sale. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Burns. Yeah, um, Panthers aren't looking great. Brian Burns, the best defensive player. I think he's looking to get paid as well, I'm pretty sure. All right, we mentioned and, Chase uh, Young he hasn't, already. Hasn't done. Chase Young, I still thought they should have given him the fifth year. Yeah, they thing. should have taken the option. That, that, was, that was a stupid decision. Man. Um, Dalvin Cook, not getting touches, obviously, but nothing really is going to get done there. Hunter Renfro from the Raiders. And uh, yeah, I think that was the last one. So yeah, I mean, then like, other names we threw out were Devontae Adams, which I don't think is happening now. No. Um, Cooper Cup, which ain't going to happen now. From like the weaker teams, like I said, just look at Broncos. Mike Evans. Who does the uh, Marquise no, Brown? I don't, think, I, I don't think Mike Evans get traded either. Yeah, I had Mike Evans on the list. I don't think list. he does he either. doesn't have a contract, so does it surprise me if he they gets traded? Like nobody really I be, gets. I won't be surprised if he gets traded, but it's I don't not think it's the happening. NBA, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's not the NBA. But the problem is Mike Evans is out of a contract. Yeah, but it's, and if he yeah. says I ain't gonna sign, and the, I mean I guess to fair play to them, they have a chance to make the playoffs because their division's yeah. so bad, but. It's, like I said, like the I said, Chiefs, ring, ring. Um, but like I said, like I was saying, it's not the NBA. That, this shit never really happens much. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but we had a big NFL trade in last year, so let's see if it carries over this year. That's the thing. Well, what were the moves last year? TJ Hawkinson was the big one. Yeah. Um, That was the biggest one. I know there were some other kind of moves that happened. Chase Claypool. Oh, Roquan Smith. Was Roquan one. Smith. Yeah. Roquan Smith was one and Bradley Chubb. Was yeah, other. so there were big names last year. Yeah, so yeah. Like, this year's equivalent to that could be Mike Evans. It could be for, for Bradley Chubb. It could be Chase Young or Montez or whoever or Daniel Hunter. And um, yeah, like a cornerback. But I yeah, the one thing I would guarantee is a Daniel Hunter trade. They're guaranteeing it. Like if I were to pick one person to get traded, it would be Daniel Hunter. I think Washington will trade one of those guys. Okay, yeah. But let's move on to the World Series. And game one. Of the World Series. Man, oh, man, it was fun. 
it was intense. <laughs> um, the Diamondbacks had a 5-3 lead going into the ninth with their closer Paul Sewald on the mound. Chances are when you have Paul Sewald in the game, you won the game. But obviously, there's gonna be those off times where yeah, I mean, you know you're facing to when you're Rose. facing Seager. I mean, to your point, it happens to Mariano. Yeah, Romero. when you're facing like a lineup with Seager, Simeon, Garcia, something's bound to happen at one point, and it did happen where Corey Seager hit a two-run shot to tie the game and forced it into extras, where Adolis Garcia's Bottom run continues. Of the eleventh, Adolis Garcia comes on the mound. Or the batter's uh, box, box yeah. and uh, yeah, crushes one, and it's Adolis Garcia. So <laughs> the legend it. grows of Adolis Sets the Garcia. record for most RBIs in a single postseason at 22 with that home run. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another another piece of history. Catal Marte. Catal Marte. Catal Marte is on an 18-game playoff hitting streak. To start his playoff, I don't know if it's started. Every game he played in his playoffs career, he hit has a hit. So that means that is literally his first 18 games. Exactly. Um, so that's a thing to watch on that. Arizona died, tied the game in game two. Tied the w- series. Tied the series in game two with uh, Merrill Kelly's seven inning yeah. monstrous performance. Why doesn't it tell me who the... Okay, Max Scherzer versus Brandon fought. fought. Yeah, I mean, that's it's obvious. Those are like the two. Well, I know, yeah. no. It usually says it like under here. Yeah, yeah. But you have to click on it. No, you have to click on it for playoffs. Yeah. Um, um, series tied 1-1. Um, today, literally today at 5 o'clock uh, PST, uh, we will... No, we will. I mean, the game will be on. Um, you have to pay attention more than I can. And guess what? The Monday Night Football games might be ass, so go tune into this game. Exactly. You'll see the <laughs> first game in Arizona, uh, World Series game since 2001 when they won it. Um, obviously, Texas is trying to win their first one. Like I said, I had Texas in six. You have Zona in seven. Seven, yeah. So... Yeah, that's our quick World Series Game 3 preview. Game Comment three down preview. below who do you think will win Game 3. I'll probably drop a... I'll try to remember to drop a YouTube poll. Yeah, um, Scherzer versus Fott. Young guy versus old guy. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to have the edge Scherzer, there? Scherzer, yeah. let's see what you got, man. And I don't think it's going to be like Game 7 where Scherzer is going to get pulled early. But you never know. I think they're going to try to like get some innings out of Scherzer here. And obviously, same thing. Brandon Fott has been... On absolute tear these last three games. Game seven against Philly. Game three against Philly. Absolute amazing performances there. So we'll see what happens there. But ultimately, it comes down to who's going to score more runs. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you pick? Would you pick for game three? Texas. They're away. They stole exactly. One. They're away. They stole right? one from home. So technically, I'm on. I could be on pace to get it right. The thing is, Arizona has played well on, played well home. Yeah. Right. So uh, for that reason, I'm going with Arizona. And um, uh, what are you looking for? No, <laughs> oh, no, I'm just looking if I'm missing any news. So we can move on to the yeah, next thing. Yeah. So yeah, quick World Series rundown there. Zona again, very surprising Cinderella story. And let's see if they pull it off. They should have been up. As always, Blue Jays, screw you. Gabby Moreno hit a home run. Yeah, that's it. I'm (laughs) going to bring it up every time. If we could get a baseball or a Blue Jays, guys, I'll bring it up then. I'm not letting this down because I was right. Gabby Moreno was a mistake. Yeah, I was right. No, Gabby Moreno is not the mistake. Blue Jays trading Gabby Moreno was a mistake. Gabby Moreno is a legend. And uh, yeah, we'll move on to some quick fire topics. And uh, there was a boxing fight that happened on the weekend. 
it was a big boxing fight, but then everybody kind of like wrote it off in a way because it wasn't like it wasn't like Mayweather McGregor promotion type thing. But eventually, the guests when you look at the guest list, Cristiano Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo, Eminem, Kanye, um, all the legendary boxers. You had Manny Pacquiao. Obviously, Usyk was there. Lewis. Obviously, Usyk was Usyk was, uh, Usyk was hilarious. A Usyk's a keeping a close eye. Usyk on is this hilarious. Um, and then you got Conor McGregor there. You got. Various different people there, right? In Saudi. Um, first of all, I don't know why Tommy Fury was in a legendary picture for some <laughs> reason. It's dead center too, front and center. Um, it's like Tommy Fury and Ronaldo. <laughs> but it was Tyson Fury versus Francis Naganu, Professional bout for sure. Ten round though. Um, and there's a lot of debate. There Tyson Fury debate won the sure, fight yeah. by split decision. By a point. By a point. Because the one that he, the one round judge that gave him ninety six ninety three was kind of BS. Everybody was saying that. Yeah. But he's, everybody wrote off Francis Ngannou, including us, right? Exactly. Because right. Like he's Tyson, fighting Tyson Fury. He's the best guy in boxing now, currently. Obviously, you could argue Bud Crawford as the other guy. Um, Canelo. And uh, Canelo, yeah. But but no, like Tyson Fury is that guy. So when it came to this fight, Tyson Fury, we assumed was going to be the better boxer overall. Tyson Fury got knocked down. The only guys that have knocked on Tyson Fury are the power guys usually, a.k.a. Deontay Wilder. Now, the difference is Tyson Fury took the Deontay Wilder fight way more serious than he did the Francis Ngannou fight, and you could tell because you don't see t- um, Tyson Fury got tired. And this was a 10-round fight. You don't see- if this fight went two more rounds, you could argue Ngannou could have knocked him out. Exactly. And uh, Ngannou was landing some pretty decent bunches. He's, uh, he's proved that he could box. With this fight for sure, he had a boxing and pass, and he said he wanted yeah. to be a professional. And boxer. to to add to your point with the Fury not taking it serious, even though he was saying that yo Ogunu want you to take serious, um, you and could all tell these he promotions, didn't. He can, like lied to to, to add your point, Usyk versus Fury was scheduled for de- December twenty three, and now that's it wasn't in. scheduled. The, there was an agreement. Now you could tell that. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get it into was that in the, a second. It was one month N- after no, but their fight. My point to that is, you could tell that. Uh, Fury was probably using this as a payday and as a sparring Exactly, set. so I'm uh, adding to your point. Yeah. Because of that, you know, now there's coming a little bit of drama because the agreement date was 23. Usyk's like, no, the fight's got to be on 23. Fury's like, he's done for 2023. He's going to wait till next year. So obviously that's going to lead to a little bit of that. But you could tell, like, once that fight, fight was scheduled at that date, that Nganu was just going to be used as a sparring partner I instead would, of an actual fight. I would see, I, I would rather see it in the new year now. Because I want yeah, to see yeah. the best of both, right? Usyk might be playing like, oh yeah, you're sh- you're hurt now. I'm a- I would rather fight you now. I don't know how much. It's not like that, but like, the initial agreement, like I don't blame Usyk. Yeah, you no, initially for sure. agreed on the 23rd of December. Yeah. Um. When it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. With a few, so like my point is this now. Francis Ngannou is gonna be a boxer now for sure. Dana White is dumb for saying a lot of shit. Like, oh yeah, he could uh, take on. Or he's taking gimmick fights or whatever, but that guy has, like, BMF belts and all that stuff going on. Yeah, 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 exactly. But my question to you is for Francis Ngannou, clearly surprised everybody with his boxing ability. Now, granted, you fight who you fight for, and I'm not taking anything away from Francis Ngannou, because even Tyson Fury, that type of Tyson Fury, should be able to beat him at the end of the day. 100%. Um, It just happened that Tyson Fury wasn't the best, his best. But that being said, you're saying I'm seeing tweets and from actual professionals like Ariel Hawani was also saying that if this is a Naganu we see, 
he and Styles make fights because at the end of the day, if Tyson Fury were to rematch and he was supposed to be Tyson Fury, I believe he'll stop him or at least outbox him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right? yeah. he was not jabbing or anything like that yeah. or putting his weight like he did on Wilder. Yeah. But Naganu facing the other top heavyweights, they're saying that he could beat Deontay Wilder. I want to see that fight. 100%. Power versus power. That one, right. I want to see. Both guys, um, Deontay Wilder got into boxing later and like you said, Naganu has a, a huge a, story himself if you look at his history yeah, of and like, had a break in boxing obviously with his USC tenure yeah. as well um, so power not just power him, both guys are Derek, knocked out Derek Chisora yeah. guys like that as well and then yeah, both guys knocked down Tyson Fury who was the best in the division and, and uh, you could say like Wilder officially knocked him out <laughs> in yeah, the first, exactly. very first fight so yeah that's the one that's my eyeing I'm eyeing that one I, I still want to see Joshua F- Wilder first before that, they do but yeah, before Josh, but I want to see Naganu Wilder bef- at one point because it's gonna exactly. be a money fight. It, like you said, it's gonna be a knockout artist type of fight. I would love to see the full twelve. Even I don't think we'll go ten or twelve. It, sh- it, sh- it, it shouldn't. It, the, the but here's the thing: the I am worried for Naganu because if we've seen Wilder visually knock everybody yeah. down, I'm not gonna say out oh, because Tyson Fury technically wasn't knocked out. Yeah, but the same thing could happen with Francis Naganu if he gets clocked with one of those Wilder shots. Exactly. The thing with Wilder Fury, it was like Wilder. Yes, obviously it ended up like knockdowns, knockout or technical KOs, right? But Wilder Fury are like you know kind of more distant fights, whereas Naganu Wilder is like okay, it's gonna end at any moment, and yeah. any and any round. It could be a one because second fight. It could be a one second fight. It could be. It could come down to the last second. Knockout. There were fights of Wilder where he was like, you could tell he was losing Luis Ortiz when I was watching it, and then it just took one punch and done. Exactly right. So, right? so um. Okay, who who did you think won the fight? I because I have I have a thing I'm gonna say, so I want to see what you said, and I want to see if you agree with what I'm gonna say. Because I'm gonna revert back to the Tommy Fury situation too as well. I personally thought Ngannou should have had it. Okay, so here's my take: Was this highway robbery? Maybe not. No, not highway. Because but Ngannou had more of a case than KSI did against Tommy Fury because he had the bigger shot, obviously the knockdown, and then um, obviously KSI had the two the deduct point sorry the point deduction. Um, from Tommy had the point deduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're supposed to be the baddest guy, the best boxer that you claim to be, and you do this performance, the gun should get the win. I don't care. At this point, you're protecting the Fury name. Same thing with KSI Tommy Fury. If you're the professional if boxer... you're the boxer and you're fighting a YouTuber. Yeah, and in this case, you're fighting an MMA fighter who's making his boxing debut against you. Not taking on guys like in the amateur ranks that were on... like. Or the Olympic or even guys like the or whatever. Smaller heavyweight names, right? Yeah. Or even like honestly, even like you know, like a Chisora. Yeah. Like you th- or Tyson Fury or whoever. A guy who's a tier on his own in that division. Yeah. And um, you put that type of performance. I'm sorry, you don't deserve to be called the winner because you're the guy. And I'm not saying you have to knock him out, right? I'm not saying that at win. all. Just win. Just like, do what win, Canelo did in his last win fights. and win clearly. Yeah. Right. Because like how Shakur wins his fights exactly yeah yeah um when it comes to like decisions and all Devin Haney I know there was a controversy in the last Lomachenko one but I'm just saying in general yeah but yeah in my opinion that in, ca- in that case I agree that Nagano wins the fight that's what I had KSI winning the fight I had Nagano winning this fight for that reason now I'm not saying it's highway robbery because but Tyson wasn't even throwing back really yeah so it, I don't yeah that's the tough part and I would love to see Nagano face a top heavyweight again. Like, I, I agree with what you said. I think Tommy Fury had more of a case of winning than Tyson Fury did. Or, like, you said it the other way. Like, Nagano had more of a chance winning than... Like more of a case winning than KSI. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. I just felt like they... 
the name came in. The Fury name came in to help here. That's it for both fights. I hundred percent agree with that because right when I told you all Jeevan and his brother were over, we we're watching the fight and all you guys were saying, Oh Nagano probably got this. I'm like, I'm betting you right now, Fury's gonna win this fight one way or another. Or at the most it'll be labeled a draw, it won't be Nagano win. And a one point and the split decision. One happened. point split decision for Fury. Because they're trying to save the Usyk fight as well. It's scripted. <laughs> <laughs> no, like boxing, it just like LeBron dude is like, this is why I don't watch boxing. And Dave was like, what the hell? Um, Ryan Garcia, who's a boxer, saying Nagano is my heavyweight champion of the world, um, and so on. Exactly and so forth. right. Um, but yeah, no, those are our thoughts on it. Um, Francis Bo- Nagano, though, boxing welcome does. to the boxing scene. Exactly, welcome to boxing. But boxing does have a lot of controversial. That, let's judge see. Scoring. I do want to see a guy he, him face a full fledged Wilder of Joshua or a Chisora or whoever. Uh, a full fledged ready, not like essentially what we thought Tyson Fury should have been and, and done. Then my, my last question, just to recap this. Will we see a rematch? Um, not right now, but eventually. This, yeah, you know what I saw though. Rematches on Misfits. <laughs> the main event be Fury and Naganu, even <laughs> though Naganu's on PFL. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously KSI Tommy Fury. But on Misfits. Do I see a rematch? Yeah, it's a money fight in the future because everybody thinks Naganu got robbed. How much is it? I mean, okay, I'm not gonna say that. I was like, yo, Fury, I'm not, like, will Fury retire? But then he already came back. <laughs> no, no, Fury will, if Fury rematches this, he'll definitely do what he did with, essentially what he did to Wilder. I have, I, I have no doubts about that, but I'm not taking anything away from what Francis Nagano did. This is not me saying Tyson Fury is the better boxer. I still think he's the better boxer overall, but you have to show it. And he did not show it. That's it. Yeah. Um, Last boxing news, because I really forgot this fight was on Friday night. History in the women's boxing side of things. Uh, Amanda Serrano, uh, she faced Danila Ramos in a 12 fight, sorry, 12 round, round, three, not 12 fight, 12 12 round, (laughs) three minute round. Like pretty much what the the men's do. A full-fledged boxing A full-fledged boxing. Yeah. She won by unanimous, so they went all 12. Yeah. She won 120 to 108, so she won every round 10 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch the fight. I'm going to try to go back and watch it if I can. But yeah, full-on domination. Um, but like I said, lasted all twelve rounds. So the fact that Danila Ramos lasted all twelve rounds, not getting knocked out, is big. Exactly. As well. Yeah. Or no stop. Serrano was like definitely hurt. I'm like, if this is gonna happen, yeah. make sure it's two fighters that can go twelve rounds. Yeah. Because I ain't trying to see. Oh yeah, it's a twelve round fight and it was done within like done three. like three rounds. But yeah, yeah no, Serrano and uh, Katie Taylor, obviously the two are the better ones in the women's division. Well, she's having a rematch with the Cam- Chantal Cameron, who she lost to. Oh, uh, and obviously who's the other third girl now? The third girl, Chantal Cameron, <laughs> yeah. as well. But yeah, um, they're, they're uh, Kate Taylor and Serrano supposed to have a rematch, right? Because their first fight was so insane. Who? Taylor and Serrano. That was supposed to happen in May. And then Taylor, uh, Serrano pulled up because of injury. And then Taylor. Taylor fought Cameron. Cameron and lost. And Cameron, and she won. Cameron won. Cameron won. But it was for Cameron's belts, not Taylor's belts. Okay. Yeah. So it was not like Taylor, they weren't unifying. Taylor oh, yeah, has yeah, her yeah. own weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her okay, own, yeah. own weight sense, class. Makes sense, yeah. So they're rematching in November in Ireland again. So I'm actually yeah. down. That fight was good. So I'm, I'm it was going to be a good that. one. And, um,. UFC November 11 we already got into that so we'll, we'll hold off on that for now but yeah uh, let's uh, go into some NBA early reactions alright Mr. Raptor fan are you off those drugs of a game that you watched on everything Friday that night? has happened to the Raptors I have expected <laughs> <laughs> I so am I ex- not surprised about what anything has happened to the season what made that game more into drugs 
was Demar Derozan thought he was a Raptor and he could not hit the clutch free throw to win the game. Exactly. Or tie but the game or whatever. At the end of the day, offensively, yes, you're looking better, but turnovers are half court ain't the greatest. It's not the greatest turnover. Pascal's not getting the turnovers, touches. bro. <laughs> Let me talk. Bro, bro, yeah, bro. <laughs> like turnovers been terrible. Nine turnovers in a quarter in the first quarter. Um, uh, Pascal Siakam not been like Pascal Siakam. Only person that has shown up in all three games has been Scotty Barnes. OG Ananobi is already injured, uh, which obviously makes Gary Trent Jr. starting. Grady Dick is coming off a good performance. He lost to the Sixers, expected. Um, he lost to the Bulls, even though... Should have won. Should have won. Even though there was like two big, big scoring runs on both sides. Yeah, exactly. It was like, what? 22 to like 46 to like... Three, then like a Raptors. Three for the Raptors. The Raptors went like thirty-three to three to bounce back, and like they blew that. And oh, that game was just too much. And then uh, defensively, you're looking pretty decent. Like I'm, I'm not. I don't have any question marks really defensively, but Embiid and Maxi they cook you. But at the end of the day, Raptors overreaction is I expected everything that's gonna happen, and uh, this this team will be a barely playing team. I'm not, I won't be surprised if they miss out. All right, going into the Lakers, um, very quickly, I guess, before we talk about the rest of the league, uh, early reactions for the rest of the league, because James Harden did show up to Philly, by the way. But um, we were talking with some cousins and family friends and throughout, and, you know, um, Jeevan, obviously, is a Laker fan like us and his family. Um, our cousin sister-in-law, who's a big Celtics fan, we were just chatting uh, randomly the other day when I saw her, and... Um, you know, she was talking about wanting to go to Christmas game, the Celtics, and then I'm like, oh, let's see who it is. I'm like, oh, it's us, right? She's like, oh, that's easy, right? Because she said the same thing last year after the trade deadline. Before the trade deadline, I agreed that like the Lakers were cooked, right? They were last year. <laughs> this year, I'm like, okay, we got better, and and all of, of like Jeevan, uh, not Jeevan, but like his dad was like, oh, I don't see the Lakers doing anything because a lot of them are saying because AD's gonna get hurt again, right? And with Pardeep, we talked about the injuries, and I agree with him 100 percent because. You can't control injuries, but I do agree with them about their whole rest situation, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but anyways, I said the main thing that will hold the Lakers back is Coach Ham, Darvin Ham, because I'm not sold on him. I understand how good we did last year, but I'm not sold on the lineups because AD at times should not be the only big on the floor. They should partner up with and the stretches uh, with uh, Christian Wood or Jackson Hayes. Max Christie needs to play. Because like obviously the king, this is coming off the Kings game, and um, Gabe Vincent for whatever reason I think my, they're good in Miami only, and then they go everywhere else and they're not that good. Uh, Gabe Vincent, dumb foul call late, and this is with Sabonis fouled out and Fox getting injured. So for me, I still believe in the Lakers. I still think they're a top five team in the league when healthy and everything going their way, um, and they're a conference final team. It's just I need to see what Darvin Ham make better adjustments. So, f- yeah, finish off. Um, about the Lakers or in just general? Yeah, are you done with Lakers or? Oh yeah, just like that's yeah, the main I mean, thing. Yeah, just you're a one and two record. Raptors are one and two. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so kind of similar in that way. Also, but, but the West is way better than the East. I don't care what anybody says. West is better than the East, hundred percent, because the East is Boston and Milwaukee. Yeah, and there's everyone else. Whereas the West, you have Nuggets, you have. The Suns, you have the Lakers, you could throw in a healthy Clippers as well. But when you're looking at that, like they look at the second tier teams, the Mavs, um, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, 
the Thunder are up and coming when you compare to the There's East. There's 11 teams. Like, yeah, exactly. You. There's 11 teams. Are but the true contenders are probably like five of them, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, for me, the whole rest situation, I think Joel Embiid played today, but apparently he was supposed to rest. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jimmy Butler already rested. Devin so Booker, that argument with our, our family Devin that we Booker, always have, Devin I get Booker already rested. I don't think he rested. I think he was hurt. He just played game one, injured, and then he missed the next two games, not just one. Okay, but I still think. disappointing. And uh, yeah, yeah, like I, it's so tough to depict who's actually resting and who's not playing injured. Because I do agree with when Pradeep was on and we had that conversation. You can't play injured, but if you're saying you're slightly sore and you just want to rest, oh yeah, like. Uh, my arm is just sore. Yeah, that, that's that's a different debate. And unfortunately, we can't control it, right? Like, at the end of the day, when Kawhi tore something, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, do that. I still believe in Anthony Davis. Like, he had a great performance today. We wasted it again. So, that's my point with the Lakers. But early overreactions everywhere else. Dame. We haven't talked about Dame. We had two sides. Because the Dame, Dame Lillard first game was Thursday, so we already released that. The Bucks episode. already lost. <laughs> um, the Bucks already lost. Which Dame is Lillard <laughs> set the record or for, for a debut. Thirty nine points. Yeah, I think he set the record overall. And he followed it up by a six point performance <laughs> against the Hawks. So, what are you gonna say? Uh, Bucks, Bucks, Bucks aren't no, contending, obviously. But yeah, one and one. I mean, I kind of expected like a five and zero oh start, a um, little bit. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit early though. They're trying to like he got traded yeah. late, like right before training. Exactly, yeah, well. that's true too. Um, Chris Paul came off the bench for the first time in his career today because Draymond Green is back. Um, Warriors obviously beat the Rockets, not surprising. Scoo Henderson, a little underwhelming right now to start off his career. I'm not, again a rookie. I'm not gonna judge anything. Um, whereas Wambanyama, also kind of I don't know. I 11. think that today's his first bad game. Yeah. But the other two but games. But Chet's killing it. The other two games he killed it. Chet's <laughs> killing it. Chet Holmgren is killing it. Yeah, uh, today's only moment Yama's bad game. The other two games he was perfectly fine. Denver's doing fine. It looks like Pelicans, as long as they're healthy, will be fine. You yeah, have the Pelicans missing. are good. When they're healthy, they're good. The Clippers, when they're healthy, even though they lost their Jazz, they're still good. The issue is, obviously, who the hell is going to be injured? I know, comparing with Zion and Kawhi and Paul George and Brandon Ingram. You guys, they're good players. They're winning players, right? They're going to help you win games. But the issue is, are they going to be on the court? And, uh, yeah, because yeah. when they are, they're very good teams. Yeah, no, essentially, um, very early overreaction. Pacers are 2-0 and the Magic are 2-0. They're winning the finals. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the Eastern Conference uh, finals. Very minimal overreaction, though. Denver is 3-0 to start, so they picked up where they left off, and they're shutting me up about them losing the offseason in a way. Not being the biggest loser, that's Miami, but they're yeah, one yeah. of the losers. But um, moving over to the NHL, before we get into our reactions, there, um, Joe Thornton officially called it a career. Jumbo Joe. Jumbo Joe has retired after 24 years, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Um, I remember him in Boston, and then that trade kind of our happening. Childhood, my childhood is going. Patrice Bergeron, Vetchkin's old, Crosby's old, Jumbo Joe's retired. Child, that's when I kind of like paid attention to hockey. Yeah, no. Start like I'm talking about the early days though, I guess. But you have the like you know like the oh four. My earliest that. memory of hockey is when the Canucks lost to the Flames in Game One. Yeah, I don't remember. Or, that. Sorry, the, the or getting that playoffs in round. I don't, one. I don't remember that. That's me. I think that's yeah, my yeah. earliest. Like, that's, like that's when you started knowing four. some players. Where me, it kind of started with like Bergeron. I was in grade three, if I wasn't mistaken. Kind of started when Bergeron like he was good. Started getting you know fully developed. Stamkos was a 0-9. Um, freaking 
Marlowe, Patrick Marlowe, now Jumbo Joe. Chichu. <laughs> Chichu. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't see much Chichu as much as I've seen these other guys. Yeah, Chichu was a Rocker Richard winner, I think, at Vetchkin's first or second year. Yeah, I didn't see much Chichu compared to like Bergeron and like yeah. Jumbo Joe. Joe Thornton, 44 years and old. And Joe McGinley as well. Uh, started off his career in Boston. Like I said, I watched a little bit of that before ultimately making his name with San Jose. Had one year stint with Toronto and then one year with Florida before calling it. 1997 to 2002. That's his wild. Career. That's insane. Uh, first overall pick by the Bruins, like I said. Um, I wonder what that trade was, if I could recognize those players. But um, oh, remind me of the Shane Pinto thing. I forgot to write it there. Shane Pinto. That was a massive yeah, news yeah. you have to get into. Um, was that the face you made? That's why, yeah, because when I was opening. You made that weird face. That like, oh, you got to say something. Oh, before I forget type of face. <laughs> Joe Thornton also being a Canadian, so multi-time Olympic gold winner. winner, gold medal winner, and uh, yeah, absolute start career. Obviously, one thing that Jumbo Joe hasn't done was win the Stanley Cup. Same with Patrick Marlowe as well. Okay, so <laughs> ahead of the uh, this is interesting. Now that I'm looking back into this, uh, he was an RFA in 05, in the summer of 05, and the contracts were strained, right? And Thornton was re- re- reportedly unhappy with the direction of the Bruins franchise and upset with the criticism of his play in the early exit in 04. Um, nevertheless, Thornton re-signed with Boston on August 11, um, 2005 to a three-year $20 million contract, obviously being like, at that time massive. Um, Thornton began... Sorry, Wait, what are, you, are you seeing his life story now? Boston's <laughs> front office. No, this is the big keeper. Okay, yeah. Boston's front office was apparently unhappy with his leadership style. Thus, even though they still so, signed the contract. Yeah, yeah. Then he got traded in the middle of the year for Marco Strom. I remember that name. Sturm. Yeah. Wayne Primo. I don't know that. Brad Stewart. I remember that name. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just looking back. I just, I just need to look back at this. It's like memory lane a little but bit. But yeah, Jumbo Joe, Hall of Famer. Probably. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, I don't think he won a cup. But he didn't. Outside but of the Hall of Famer, he's done everything he possibly can. Outside of the outside yeah, of that, the Sadines are in. He should be. Yeah, yeah exactly, hundred percent. And uh, yeah, congrats on an incredible career. All right. And congrats on uh, ruining my childhood sometimes because you're a Sharks player. <laughs> and <it> cannot <laughs> that Sharks team was insane. That was Sharks. That was a good Sharks it was team. Those three. It was like Heatley. After no, Heatley came after. Um. But it was like Chichu, like I said, McLaren, Pavelski was there. I think McCulloch and Chichu got traded for Heatley. Exactly. So that's even earlier. Yeah. Is that even before Pavelski? And like Tour. Pavelski was 03 draft, if I'm not and mistaken. Like Brent Burns. <laughs> Brent Burns came after. Yeah. He came way after. Um, And obviously Carlson too. I think it was like their defense, was their goalie was Nabokov. Nabokov, yeah. And Toskala. Yeah, yeah, Nabokov. Those were the I two goalie Nabokov, tandems. Yeah. And then they had Christian Erhoff before we got Christian Erhoff. Yeah. I remember that. And Mark Edward Vlasic and all these guys. Yeah. But, um, Moving on, check out the NHL Greg Wyshynski Vish- pod because when we failed with him, it was sun- uh, Thursday morning at 6 a.m. our time um, and news broke right after we finished recording an hour later. Um, Shane, Pen- Sean- uh, yeah, Shane Pinto suspended 41 games for breaking gambling rules. So Shane Pinto of the Ottawa Senators, um, shout out Alex Adams who um, covers them. So I always see the tweets about him, yeah. about not signing a contract yet. So I don't know how much of this is in play. There's a lot of confusing shit with this, by the way. Like in terms of when a suspension starts or if it's a contract, he has to sign the uh, qualifying offer or whatever. So there's contract disputes and he was sent home. Um, but and then that morning, I think it was Pierre Lebrun or Derek and Dreger. One of them tweeted hearing that Shane Pinto will be suspended for a while or something. And then it came out. 
Uh, 41 games were activities related to sports wagering. Um, the league found no evidence that Pinto bet on NHL games. So if it's not NHL games, they probably would have been banned for life or whatever the case may be. So he's not a little... It's 41 games for activities. He's not a little bet in general? Yeah, uh, I guess not. I oh, know it's that's the confusing part cause people because people because NFL NFL you're allowed. No, so that's general. the confusing part. They're yeah. saying that they could be allowed. Yeah. But so I don't know. It says forty-one games for activity relating to sports wagering. Okay, but like if which is kind of if it's not which is kind related. of ironic because I think they're sponsored by bets something. Bet three sixty-nine or something. Yeah, I think that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously the betting sponsors in general. No, okay. NHL games, I understand. If it's not NHL games. Remove He's the first suspension in NHL's first. Uh, sorry, first suspension is the NHL's first betting-related ban, uh, according to Chris Johnston in World of Online Wagering. There's rumors that his friend did it, which if, if that's the case, that's stupid. That's that's on him. Yeah. Uh, the 22-year-old hasn't played yet. Um, the suspension began with the first game of the Senators' season and isn't dependent on him signing a new contract. So it's already started. It's, it's retroactive to. But that. no, if he's, he's accepting it, by the way, as well. Yeah. But if he, ha- like, if the thing is true where, like, he hasn't bet on NHL games, he shouldn't be suspended. Right? Yeah. yeah I mean, right? But at the end of the day, that's a different story. I get that. If the rule is you can't gamble, and we could argue two yeah, things. Yeah, no, but, like, okay, we're, okay, yeah, I was just putting the rule. But, like, if the rule is, yeah, you can't gamble in general, then you, can't, you, you, shouldn't, can't, be you shouldn't be doing it in uh, general, yeah. But, yeah, so that's the Shane Pinto news. Um, what else are you looking into right now? Because no, uh, I'm just looking more into this because there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of stuff. You guys could look, yeah, check it out on your like it's big. You guys could check it out on your. It's the first many, ever NHL related exactly. There's many for betting. Many many articles are gonna be out about this just because of it's how already been out because it, it been happened out. Thursday. Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. First ever NHL suspension, and uh, yeah, think whatever you guys think about that. Like if he should be suspended or not. Yeah, depending on if he's betting on it's just a lot of hypocrisy. Yeah, exactly. So that's where it's like you guys are making money on betting. Now, like I said, like we've said, don't bet on the sport. But no, but also it's like like the whole weed thing where like you know, okay, you're not supposed to do it, so don't do it. Yeah, yeah. But I get the argument of doing it, I guess, because it's I don't know, in terms of like that related thing. But also another thing is. His is kind of similar to Calvin Ridley. I don't know. Wait, was he, when was this? Was he playing when he did? Like, was he playing? I have no clue. Okay, yeah, but if it's like, you know... Yeah, okay, whatever. We'll just move on. Yeah, I have no yeah. clue. Check well, out... Well, well, when it happened. This is the yeah, investigation yeah. ended on Wednesday or something. Okay, yeah. But, yeah. Quick NHL reactions. Canucks are good again? Yeah. <laughs> Question mark? Canucks are good again? Hey, we're not the only ones because Greg Wyshynski has them um, as a wild card spot as well. Um, um, officiating is bad as exactly, always yeah. that screwed us over in that Rangers, Rangers game. game on a back to back dominated the Blues usually those are the games the Canucks lose that another team's on a back to back and we're rested coming home from first game on the road trip but no they did well there the Rangers game obviously we came from our soccer game um, they did well again 5-on-5 five five is still the question mark they're good on special teams. The big thing is the penalty kill. And this is without Mikhail finally going. I think he finally played on Massively the Rangers. improved, yeah. But no Bluger as well. And uh, Damko still. Damko, the Smith is... Killing it. Killing it himself. We wasted that Philly game. It's pissing me off. Exactly. Damko in that Philly game. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Myers turned around a little bit as well. Yeah. I'll give credit where credit is due. You know, he got a goal and assist in the last two games. And, uh, yeah, JT Miller, that line with the, the Giuseppe and... Uh, Besser, they've been good. PD's been good. Kuzmenko's 
you know, Hughes been better. Hughes is Nora's when, favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hughes is Nora's favorite. Uh, definitely in the conversation for sure. Yeah. And uh, Kuzmenko has picked it up since Mikheyev came back in as well, just because of that little Russian factor to it. And uh, yeah, they're they're looking good. Generally, it's weird seeing the, that the only sports team that I'm excited for is the Canucks because Man United are a shit show. Colts are not supposed to win. Raptors is what I expected. And uh, yeah. The Blue Jays are up. <laughs> and the Blue Jays are disappointing. Um, Yeah, so that's the Canucks. They're second in the division. Um, But first in the division were, were three undefeated teams. Um, Colorado actually got their second loss now. Yeah. Colorado, Vegas, and Boston, which obviously our overreaction was Boston's probably winning the cup because they shot me up already. Exactly. But the difference is Boston and Vegas, their first losses were overtime or slash shootout losses, which means they're still on a point streak. They're on a point streak, yeah. Team point streak. Um, Colorado got their, they got their ass kicked by Buffalo, Buffalo. today, yeah. No, no, before. Who was the first loss? They got their ass kicked in that one. I think it was Pittsburgh. I think yeah, they lost Pittsburgh. 4-0. 4-0 yeah, Pittsburgh. So, uh, they're combined eight nothing losing losing goals. streak right last two games. Go- sorry, combined two game losing streak collectively eight nothing. <laughs> wow, that's so that's insane. That's insane. You have a team off. of McCarr and McKinnon and Ranton and stuff, right? Um, you know, talking that was one. That's the the update on that. Um, the battle of the shit show of the Heritage Classic, uh, Oilers Flames. Oilers looked the better team still. McDavid came back from his injury. They're two five and one. Flames are two six and one. And uh, Wachinski obviously had the Oilers, I believe, winning it all. And he wanted to case cause chaos in Canada, so he said Oilers beat the Oilers <laughs> beat the Leafs. Uh, Leafs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Oilers because like we kind of expect them to turn it around, right? Yeah. Whereas the Flames are like I okay, don't expect them to turn it around. I don't expect the Flames. Whereas the Oilers, you know, I could see them going a hot run, and this might help. You know, be coming off a big losing streak. And uh, Heritage Classic, obviously, and McDavid's back. So, we'll see what happens with the Oilers from now on. And, uh, yeah, obviously, our mommy is hoping that as well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Canucks, I love you. Please keep it going. <laughs> yeah, how sustainable is it, in your it, opinion? It, it, it is, right? Where, whereas a Boudreaux one, we're like, okay, you're going to leak Because this is structure. With Boudreaux, is like, okay, if Demko doesn't play good, you're losing. Yeah. And with this one is, you know, you could... Demko doesn't have to face many shots. So we, I guess, I, I wouldn't say we play, a t- play the toughest schedule. You play who's in front of you. I agree with Greg about that. Um, the one game you did lose happened to be the worst, against one of the our projected worst teams. But they're, they're killing them themselves. Um, <laughs> the Flyers are killing it yeah. themselves. So, like, tactically, it's a hard schedule. Because <laughs> it's coming up the stretches. Uh, like, on... on oh, Okay, I'm going to talk about this one team in a yeah, second. Yeah, but if you're looking at on standings, Oilers is technically the worst team we played. On standings, yes. Yeah, yeah, right? And then maybe the Blues as well. But, and maybe Panthers, I don't When's know. It's a tough stretch. I think it's in... It's in December, I think, yeah. or end of November, beginning of December. Yeah, that's a true one. Yeah. Listen, Calgary within... Oh, sorry, it starts with Vegas. Calgary within the division is still going to be tough. Devils, Wild, Canes, Lightning, Panthers, Wild, Bedard... <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So, so that's the true test. But, uh, there. I do want to say this because I want to talk about this one last team, and then we'll transition to soccer. The San Jose Sharks suck. There's a comment on our YouTube post, I think, on our NHL rankings that someone went back and posted on. Shout out to you. Yeah. Um, I'll actually give you a proper shout out while I search this up, saying that this team might go 081 and one because they did technically have one point. So they <laughs> yeah. Have, so they're, they're 08 and one right they're now. 08 and one right now. Yeah. And um, while I pull that up. It's um, 
Canucks played them in two games. They play Halloween against Predators. It's a trap game now, right? <laughs> and we, exactly it's what a, we thought with Philly could happen here. It's a here. trap game now. Dude, San Jose is so bad. And they're going to be so bad for like a couple of years. They have, they have be, no yeah. system, um, uh, prospects. They, they need, they need that at least I know of. Yeah. Obviously, their draft pick from this year, um, uh, Will Smith, is yeah. going to be leading that actor. charge. Yeah. <laughs> not the actor. There's not, so not, many Will Not Smiths. the baseball players and all that stuff. But, yeah, no, Sharks are really bad. They're in a tough spot. They're going to take, like, three, four years just to be competitive again. Um, talk at Taco Cruiser 4238. Sharks could go uh, 0-81-1 oh, this season. They're that bad. Yes, Taco Sh- Cruiser. Shout out, Taco Cruiser. We agree with you. <laughs> yes, you're, you, may, you may be right. <laughs> Um. Yeah, they're that. I don't expect to be that bad either, though. That's the thing. Like, it's the NHL. At the end of the day, you could you probably ground out a win. Hopefully, not the Canucks. A lot of, a lot of the wins were kind of because of Eric Carlson as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which he's not the there anymore. Um. Okay, let's move on to soccer. Um. Ballon d'Or winner probably will be already be announced by the time this comes out because you're working late. So, um, this episode will be out around four PST. So, Ballon d'Or winner is probably already announced. And it, like we mentioned last time, I hate the fact that it's pre-announced because I genuinely think this is a close one. Yeah, right. I know. I know Messi was gonna win it because of the sentimental factor of it, mainly. And the World Cup. And the like that that it's part the of it. Trophy. That one, right? But I was not gonna be surprised if Holland had won it. If like, would you have been surprised if Holland had won it somehow? No, I wouldn't have been surprised. You uh, would disagree with it, but not. Be I would surprised disagree with it. with it, but I won't be surprised. Like this isn't yeah. like when Benzema would like we knew Benzema was gonna win. Yeah, that, ben, that yeah Benzema deserved it. But uh, so that ball and door should already be out. I think Golden Ball is probably gonna be Jude. <laughs> there's so, no one else it's I know right it's, it's Jude, it should be the Jude <laughs> trophy this, right this year right. yeah even next year or whatever it is Jude might be Ballon d'Or next year the yeah. way he's going right uh, now he should be El Clasico yeah so let's go into recap let's start yeah. with El Clasico um, one nothing early Gondogan I think scored Gondogan scored another big game and then uh, Jude Jude took over basically nah, and people think that he scores toppings nah he shut you up what a long banger. range banger to tie banger. the game and then get the 94th minute winner I think it was yeah and that, uh, that, that was a tap in but <laughs> yeah, but that was still a decent finish pr- crack position at the crack time at the end of the day like you're a center midfielder scoring those many goals yeah um, with a team that doesn't really have a true number 9 yet exactly that, so like, that I know of that, really. that's insane he's been on an insane run I think uh, Peter Galindo just described it best on our podcast he's making a 100 million bargain yeah you know, people by the like, way Yo. check the Peter Galindo podcast out too like people are like oh it might be a fair like hundred million, you can't make a hundred million look like a bargain, and he is. Well, now you can because of the market, but yeah, in no, general, but, like, but general. I, like yeah, even if this was hundred million during the, but like know. no one's really. If this was hundred million other, back other, in twenty sixteen, I still would have no, agreed. No, other it. than Neymar, it's like no one's really you know broke that two hundred million record. No one's got close. I mean, there's a lot of people that have come close now. Yeah, like there are people like hundred fifty million, hundred sixty. Yeah, there's million, a bunch yeah. of hundred fifties now. Yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, hundred million is yeah. hundred million. A lot of money. Right, a lot of investment, and he's making that look like a bargain. Yeah. It's a, that's a, that's insane. He's early Ballon d'Or favorite. I don't care what anybody says. He like it's not like Holland's sixty million. Yeah, this is a hundred million. Supposedly sixty million, hundred sixteen charges. So, speaking yeah, of who knows, speaking of bar, uh, Manchester City, um, uh, Manchester yeah. United, Manchester City, Manchester derby occurred in Old Trafford. Did I expect a loss to happen? Yes. Um, you're gonna hear us kind of complain and rant for a little bit here, but you go first. Um. Sure, because all you're gonna be like, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. Um. Again, is it okay? Okay. Before you get into it, do not say anything about ownership. Okay. Do not say anything about ownership. To reiterate, 
because we're, said, we're, the, we're way past that now. No, I still think that's included, but I'm not going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's an effect, I'm not going like, to talk about it. I still think they're the biggest problem, but secondary problem comes down to the front office, but specifically on Let's the Let's just play. talk about the game. Let's just talk about the coaching and the players. Okay. The, the injuries. <laughs> so the injuries are a big factor. I don't care. Our back line can't be... Yeah. No, one could t- no one at the beginning of the season should tell me that your back line for a Manchester Derby game is going to be Dallow... Maguire, Evans, and Lindelof. Lindelof at left back, right? Uh, overall, though, I, I, like I said, everything's to blame from top to bottom. I said that, and I'll listen to you. I won't talk about the ownership thing, but when it comes to like the scouting and then the bringing in the players and not on time, that again, we're past that now. That's front office. So um, don't put that I still blame well. the players slightly more than a little bit. Uh, I still blame the coaching. It's like more. I guess it will be. I'll say fifty-five, forty-five players. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to control them what they do on the field, right? Get, let's get that out of the way. When they do well, we'll give credit to them as well. It's not just the manager there as well. Rashford feels like he got his contract and now back down to earth. Pedestrian. Um, Bruno's playing out of position. That's on the coaching staff. Rashford's not getting involved in games as well. Um, Rash and Bruno's out of position. That's more on the coaching staff. Our backline is decimated. Onana went nuts now. He's, after, yeah, he's been. Nah, he's, he's been fine. Well. Like outside of the two Champions League games, he's been decent. No. Yeah, it's just his early start in general. Yeah, it's so it's been bad. For okay, him. he's after the, pretty much that Copenhagen uh, game on. Copenhagen game, yeah. Uh, on, he's fine. The problem with me is listen, I'm team Ten Hag still needs to be the manager because I ain't trying to see another manager get fired and then go through this whole thing with another manager. That's the only reason why I want him to stay. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if people say, oh, Ten Hag needs to go because it's on, he can't win games. Look at last year. Last year was not a fluke. He had a healthy okay. team. Yeah, and the point is there is like, when they start struggling, figure it out. Yeah, because like, Arteta had time to figure it out. Arteta wasn't producing instantly. Klopp. Uh, Klopp wasn't producing instantly. The only person that pro- produced instantly was Pep because he, he was a getting squad. $350 million per year. And a squad. And a squad. And 150 <laughs> chargers. <laughs> but no, like outside of the, the memes aside, for me, yes, Ten Hag has to have the blame because I don't agree with the lineup. I don't, if his word is true, I don't think it's true. I think he's just protecting uh, Varane. That it was a tactical decision to, to take the blame on himself. I think that's what he's trying to say. Uh, I disagree if that was a tactical decision. Varane should have been playing that game. Uh, that was the case. Yeah. And Regulon should have been playing that game as well to start off with. Amrabat for McTominay. I think he just started, I guess he got started riding the hot hand of McTominay being the guy. McTominay is a super sub. Let's get that exactly. clear. He's he should have not been starting games. Sure, midweek games or like the Sheffield game. Fine. I was fine with it. Uh, but. It should have been Mason Mount. Bruno has to be in the middle. Even with Christian Eriksen, I don't think he's a starter. Right? Because if we are struggling to start the game, then you bring in Christian Eriksen like we did in the previous. Because if you're starting struggling from the beginning with Christian Eriksen, who are you going to sub him on for? Yeah, right? exactly. Bruno needs to be on the field. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not... I, yes, has he been yes, struggling? Yes, he needs to be put on the field, but... But in the correct position. He needs to be playing better. And in the correct position. And in the correct position, but at the end of the day... Both center mid or not, he hasn't been good. He hasn't been. I still think he's a he better has, center mid than he was a right. Yeah, player. no, but I'm saying center mid or not, he hasn't, day, he hasn't been good at any position. Uh, no, I'm fine with him getting center mid because yeah, he's the one. He's better I center mid. I agree with that. He's a better center mid. Put him center mid, but play better. Rashford, that, that's on you. Rashford needs to get subbed now because it feels like he ain't. He, he, he needs to, he no needs competition to, right he now. He needs to come to bench. Granacho, I as much as I disagree with him starting because I I don't think he's a starter right now. He you needs to. Do, he deserves to start. He deserves it. He, he's uh, fighting his way back. Okay, 
for me because no service is being provided to hold Rasmus yeah. let me finish off very quickly but overall though yes you're gonna take all the Ten points <laughs> no I'm gonna just say the exactly. last point and then I'll let you go Ten Hag I don't want this guy to get fired simple as that right but what you're doing right now is because it's it's the classic hire manager give him help for the first year players perform well under him win some trophies or be competitive get the top four next year don't support him properly um, injuries whatever players accuse manager for example, the Jaden Sandro situation, and rinse it, fire him, hire a new manager, repeat. Don't want that anymore. So, exactly, yeah. at the end of the day, for this game, yes, I blame Ten Hag for the thing, but uh, for not setting up the right tactics, but I blame the players for not performing. At the end of the day, perform. It's a Manchester derby. Yeah, Rashford, you're from Manchester. They, they lost it within Doku like, tweeting out at the end of the game, ha ha ha, Manchester still blue. That should let, light a fire under your ass. Exactly. So like, They're not playing with a fire under their ass, and that's, the number one reason. Players, for me personally, I blame, blame Ten Hag. Ten Hag lost us this game from minute one to minute 90. Um, terrible substitutions. What's their allocation wrong. of blame though? You can't say 100%. Oh, no, yeah. Like, the players need to, like, So you're saying 60-40 on... 60-40, 65-35, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Ten Hag, at the end, they set this team up to fail from the beginning with the lineup he put on. I'm going to... I don't care if he's protecting... I'm, I'm going to say... I'm going to base off what he said. If starting Varane was a... Benching Varane was a tactical decision, you may fucked up from the beginning of the game. As simple as that. Mom. Mom might not even watch it. Mom's not going to understand what's going on. <laughs> mom might not even watch till the end of this right now. Um, uh, Varane should have been starting. Uh, like, I'm going to say what you... I'm Like, I don't care if you said... If you're, like, saying hiding it or whatever... You said it was a tactical decision. That's number one mistake. Number two, Reglon should have started. Agree with that too. You gotta have players playing in the proper position, which leads to my third point. Bruno should be at center mid. And Mount should be starting. And on the wing this game. Everything was wrong about the lineup. And then, the, the, apart for whatever from, reason, apart, I don't know why his adjustments apart from, late. Apart from so. Anana, apart from Dalo, just because you have no other option. And apart from Rasmus Hoyland, at this point, Harry Maguire as well. And Harry Maguire. Um, uh, everything about this lineup was wrong. Um, obviously, you got to start Rasher, so I'm going to knock him yes, on that. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think you should... Like, I don't know why they adjusted so much. Like, every manager, when you start playing City or these big games, dude, they just go to the four midfield and put Bruno out wide. I don't understand that. Right? Like, play what's been working. Uh, McTominay shouldn't have started. But for me personally, Ten Hag lost us this game more than the players just because... Ten Hag just set it, set it up to fail, right? Subbing off Amrabat at half was probably the most dumbest decision yeah. I've witnessed in my life watching Man United. Because like, of course... We had worse managers before, and I think that was the most stupidest decision I've seen as a Man United fan. The reason why I don't want him to get fired is also if he had won this game or he wins the next game, he'll be the quickest manager to a certain amount of wins. But the flip side, he's the first manager to have like this type of record for Man United since the 80s. Exactly. And also, how much is it like, you know, Ten Hag's like, oh, you're not backing me, so screw you guys. I'm going to play the players that you are telling me to play. And obviously, those players are like, you know, the Evans, the McTominay's, the... All the, like, those guys, technically Maguire, technically too. Maguire as well. We're like they're not backing him, and they're like, okay, this is what's gonna happen when you. Yeah, I mean, is that true? That's but, where the ownership comes in. Yeah, at the end but of the then day. that's where Teneg's like, you gotta be smart. That's where Teneg's like, okay, you gotta win games, right? And if you're saying we tried everything we could after the game, if that's what you tried everything we could, I'm worried. As a United fan, like, is that the best United we're gonna see then? 
The what reason is that why, is that what you view United as at their best? If we tried everything we could against City, like you I think can't he, say I think that that's after a, the game. I think that's a message to ownership and thing because he's saying this is what you gave me. I'm trying my ass off here. It ain't working. The players ain't either. The players ain't being responsive, or they ain't, they saying. I don't think him saying. I think him saying that as a message but, more so than okay. Anything. Yeah, no, but because people you but that's understand. a worrying sign. Though. But uh, that, but again, yeah, that like when managers you, use this. Yeah, I'm you saw use, what John Herdman said before. Exactly. Yeah, they're gonna use it at that. But I'm gonna use it based on, like I said. I'm a base of what he said. Yeah, but and if you said there's hidden we messages, we tried everything we could after that performance where you got we're out of it since minute one. Players are blamed to this. I was in minute it, three. Huh? I was in minute three or four. Okay, fine. Because you missed the beginning. Minute three or four. <laughs> and I would also say players are like, okay, they deserve to play because they they were not playing with a fire under their ass, right? They were not playing like it was a derby game at all. Yeah. They're playing like they're playing freaking a some uh, Sunday league team from like uh, I don't even know. I can't even. That's how bad they were playing. Yeah. They're, they're, it's like they're playing my team. Our rec league team. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, our rec league team has potential. We just are not fit. <laughs> exactly but like I said that phrase just worries me so much because if that's the best thing you could d- display on the pitch this season what is I think, what, what is what is the worst thing you're going to display on this I think what is the worst I what is the that, bad I think that's a hidden message I, I mean that's yeah, yeah. the Maguire the Varane one if that's I want to agree with you I'll take that one at face value this one I'm saying it's a hidden message okay yeah. towards the ownership but, uh, but, and the front office and towards the players but I'm just concerned if that's the everything you could have done what is the bad game that means that's on the players then more so what is the worst game what is because you're telling me it doesn't be worse than this because I think that's kind of bullshit too because he admitted that that sub was bad I think from what I've seen what Goldbridge has tweeted and Goldbridge first of all the ref atrocious penalty by the way atrocious penalty terrible penalty Um, because there was a worse one after (laughs) I think Maguire on Holland yeah yeah yeah. Um, Goldbridge I respect because he isn't a complete biased United fan, right? So I that's why I like listening to his looking at his tweets more because he says it as it is, and he says that, and I agree with most of what he says with the Bruno stuff and everything because he says take it away, Bruno's captaincy ain't gonna do shit. Exactly, yeah, it's not gonna do anything. Um, for me, like I said, one last thing before I know we could go on and on about this because it was annoying. It was a derby game. We have to address it. Yeah. Um, I think Ten Hag deserves the blame. I want to. Ba- I'm backing him. I'm still backing I'm him. I'm still backing him too. Because um, people it. are comparing like, where is this Ten Hag from Ajax? Do we have Frankie Day on the team and Delay on the team that could do stuff like that? We only got Onana, and that's it, right? I don't know who the Anthony we're gonna get here is. But yeah, like there's certain players, certain things that you blame on players, like Bruno and Rashard. I'm just fully blaming them. And there's certain things like decisions you blame on, um, uh, what's his Eric Ten Hag. Which is like uh, starting McTominay, subbing off Amrabat, playing Bruno out wide. So and, essentially, uh, this United faithful space. Yeah, and then like my last point. Let me just quickly finish here. Yeah. And there's certain players, certain things you play for ownership and scouting. Were like, okay, you bring in Johnny Evans instead of a proper young center back that could play, you know, the depth role where Zandro Martinez is injured, right? You bring in um, Rasmus Hoyland, but you didn't really address the attack as attacking depth as much you don't really address the Amrabat situation is a prime example there with the midfield depth last couple things before I want to say just a couple of tweets I want to read from this is from United Faithfuls 
backing him and wanting him to succeed. But gotta say some that some of Eric Ten Hag's questions are questionable. He has to take his fair share of blame. Uh, share of blame. Fair so point. we're not saying he's invincible. Yeah. But fair point. That's a good point. It's in the middle because. There's some people that are saying radical because of the whole, I guess, the Ronaldo situation as well, that Ten Hag's got to go, he's a fraud. You cannot say last year was a fluke. I'm sorry. He, ha- he had dealt with, some, he had more healthy players, Zandra Martinez, and he dealt with a little bit worse at times with, in terms of players. Now, it doesn't help when Marcus Rashford took a massive dip. In exactly, his right? Um, on the flip side, Pep Guardiola's, what he said on Man City Secret, we're in the same direction, me, the CEO, the sporting directors, the chairman. That's why I think this club is stable. And obviously, this is a real problem at Manchester United, which is why They're I said not. everybody's at blame. Yeah. Every, Mainly everybody. top to bottom, for sure. Yeah, 100%. I think Ten Hag is the least out of the four, if you were to power rank them. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, at, at the end of the day. That's like, your club's got to be insane. I think I've mentioned this before. I think, or you mentioned this before. But like, everyone's doing their own thing. Like, no one, there's no one in sync. That that's the main point that we're like getting away from this because yeah. ownership's doing their own thing, Tanek's doing his own thing, the players are doing their own thing, the front office is doing their own thing. Because uh, this guy also said, look at how Ajax um, is playing. Someone please tell him to go back to his principles and get United playing like this. I'm begging. The problem is, I think he's just adapting to the personnel he has, and that's why he's not playing that Ajax ball. There, I mean, this is the reason why he's trying to go get Ajax players because he wants to do that. But. Yeah, that's that's my rant. That's our rant. That's our rant. Um, shout out to please be better because shout out, shout out to Ange and Tottenham. Yeah, their first place. First place. They're killing it um, without Harry Kane. Um, I think Harry Kane, man. Arsenal. You City. might be the guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they they went eight nothing on the weekend as well. well. Yeah, but that's different. Exactly, but if if you cause Bayern Munich to lose, then 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 you're the issue, as well. If uh. Hurricane's you you gotta win a trophy, especially if you don't win. The I have bo- to say Champions League more so, but yeah. yeah. But I'm saying if you don't win the Bundesliga, that'll be even because Bayern's been dominating that the last like ten years. So if if you cause Bayern to lose the Bundesliga, that'll be insane. Chelsea, you're still a shit show. So you guys should. Arsenal be and City are tied for second, I believe, and then Liverpool's yeah, in there. Liverpool's in there. Oh, Luis Diaz. Yeah. His mom. So Luis Diaz's parents got kidnapped in Colombia. His mom is safe, I believe. They they're still trying to figure out the situation with his dad. Dad's still missing. Yeah. Um. So again, terrible news. Terrible news. There, United. Yours are still. Okay, not any, You're still eight points off fourth. But, um. I messed up. By the way, it wasn't the Milan derby. It was Roma versus a- uh, Inter, and then AC versus Napoli. Yeah. That's what that big matchup was, and the other big matchup was Ajax getting their ass kicked somehow. So at the end of the day. They're missing Ten Hag. They are missing Ten Hag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? They're missing Ten Hag. Because <laughs> even after all those guys left, Ten Hag still handled them well. So, yeah. that so being said. That wraps up today's pod. Um, yeah, so make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. Massive, massive shout out to Greg Wyshynski, Nick Shuck, Pradeep Baines. Check all three podcasts out. We came through to you guys. Thursday, we dropped our pod. Uh, Friday, we dropped the Nick Shuck NFL pod. Saturday, we dropped the NHL Greg Wyshynski from ESPN pod. Uh, Nick Shook from NFL.com, by the way. So today, at the time of this recording, Sunday, Sunday. I guess, uh, we dropped the Pardeep Baines sharing his fitness journey or fitness coaching journey. Um, he's also Jazzy B's nephew. <laughs> so exactly. that should help us get some more views. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, those of, no, you guys are... And then know. now Monday is our pod Our again. pod. But those of you guys that don't know who Jazzy B is, he's a Punjabi superstar. He's your version of Drake, I guess. Yeah. Or, or even longer, and like if, Little Wayne or someone. And if you're brown and you don't know Jazzy B, you're a disgrace. Exactly. <laughs> Punjab B, to be exact. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. Um, and, 
yeah, download the podcast and all that. Follow everything. Follow the socials and uh, yeah. Check out the podcast and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.